Welcome, Anna. Thank you for being here with us today. You are Anna Alex, and you're a female founder of two startups, Outfittery and Planetly. We will speak a little bit more about this. Um, Outfittery was a B2C company, and Planetly is a B2B company, so really something completely different. Would you like to tell us a little bit more how um, how was it that you know the first thoughts about outfittery was this uh, idea from the beginning uh, for for men yeah an e-commerce uh, solution for men or, or what was it in the beginning and what was the the first ideas about Planetly? Yeah, um, so with Outfittery, we basically had the idea um, while we were traveling to New York with a friend of ours who absolutely did not like to go shopping and he booked a personal shopper there. And um, yeah, um, and, and said it was the best user experience of his life, um, basically, um, when it comes to, to shopping. And then my co-founder at Outfittery, Julia, and I started to wonder how we could basically transfer this into the online world. And we were both working at Zalando uh, back then. So that was in uh, 2000. 2011, 2010, 11, and noticed that basically all online shops were targeting women. And the men were kind of like left out a little bit and were claimed not to be a good target group um, because um, they don't spend so much on fashion. And we said, we actually don't believe that. So we, we, we think men are a very good target group. Um, they might spend less on fashion, that's true, but um, they are very loyal once they've found a solution that works for them. And um, that turned out in the end to be to be true. So with Outfittery, we now have a huge customer base of extremely loyal customers. Yeah, and Planetly has a completely different focus and, and compared to Outfittery, how, how did you come up with this idea? Yeah. Yeah. So while I was still at Outfittery, um, I pledged in an initiative called Leaders for Climate Action. Mm -hmm. And I do pledge that um, to know my own personal footprint and as well the footprint of my company. So I set out to kind of find out the footprint of Outfittery and quickly noticed um, that it's not that easy for me as as a managing director to find out what the carbon footprint of my company is. And I found myself um, uh, with a consultant who ran around with an Excel sheet throughout the whole company and asked us a lot of questions. And that was the point when I started to wonder, like, if the carbon footprint is the most important KPI of humanity of the century, why are we leaving this to Excel sheets? Aren't there better ways to track it? Aren't there, isn't there better like technology uh, to, to track it and to really encourage the right climate action and encourage the right decisions to be made for, for the companies? And this is now exactly what we made our mission with Planetly. So, yeah, it was so inspired up, by my first venture. So you build up a software here, no? a B2B software to, to analyze and... And what, what, what exactly? Is it just analyzing or is it then doing the next step too? Or Yeah. So we see us at Planetly as a one-stop shop 
for carbon neutrality. And um, that includes first analyzing, so gaining a transparency about my hotspots um, and where my big emissions come from. Then secondly, um, to reduce it, what can I do to reduce my carbon footprint? And how can I compensate what I cannot reduce currently and become carbon neutral by this? And we support our clients throughout the whole journey. Um, and um, yeah, make climate action really easy and as automated as possible, especially in the data collection process. So I think, yeah, basically our mission is to step up our game in terms of technology and sustainability and make sustainability really easy and scalable for companies. I really want to know more. Um, so what would you say the experience from, from the first company, which learnings Uh, did you take away and now transform into the new company? What 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 are those things you you learned on this journey? Yeah, yeah. So I think um, what's interesting is that my learnings are kind of soft. Um, so I learned a lot about company culture. I learned a lot about branding, and I learned as well a lot about. How to, how to manage a company in, in the growth stage. Um, so to make it concrete, um, one of my first learnings is that a company is only as good as the relationship of the founders. Yeah. Um, if there is a problem in the top management team, it will trickle down into the whole organization. Yeah. Um, and... That's why my co-founder at Planetly, Benedict Franke, who is a very experienced entrepreneur as well, um, and I, we started working with a coach basically from day one mm. Mm. Um, to really set the right, um, right, right base um, for, for our relationship um, and setting the right tone for the whole organization by this. And this is really super valuable and I can only recommend working with a coach. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's amazing. Because yeah, I, I can yeah. uh, see this in, in many startups too. It's really this what we see. And I spoke with uh, NEA, for example, with the HR people there and they say the same for... Uh, later stage companies it's always the same yeah you have this kind of relationships and patterns you build from the beginning yeah and these patterns you grow so to say so if you yeah. build up an expert organization at the beginning it will grow as an expert organization yeah and if yeah. you have from the beginning as you said uh, more uh, coachable openness and really yeah um, uh, a culture driven so to say approach this will grow too yeah yeah cool mm. so um you're an experienced founder as i as i said do you feel pressure about this do you think there's uh, both from outside and from 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 your side too would you say this is um different now um so i think so, yes, I feel pressure. Mm. I'd say it's not at all from outside. Um, and I think <laughs> that is, that is how, it's, how it's usually the case. Um, and um, I, I 
put myself uh, under pressure for, for sure. And I think this is like a story that many of, of us uh, know that oftentimes the expectations from the outside world are much lower than you think. And it's, mm -hmm. it's more about your own head and your own like personality, um, which is setting these high expectations. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, to a certain extent, I definitely made myself like some, 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 some pressure. Um, but then on the other hand side, I mean, all of us like who are in the startup scene, we know it's, It's a it's a game um, to a certain extent, and I love playing this game. But it, I think, it's a very healthy uh, way of seeing it as a game. Um, and sometimes you win, and sometimes you lose, and that's part of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is this one of the points you maybe learned uh, about yourself during this journey? Yeah. So what I what I now see for the second time building a company, I see my strengths in being a builder. Yeah. Um, and this is what I love doing. I love to start in a, on a green field with having nothing and building something out of nothing. Mm. Which on the other hand side means as well, I am terrible if I cannot build. I, I would be completely lost if I, if I would need to work in, in, in a big corporate. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if I, if, I would, if I would lead a change management process in, in, in some, in some um, a, a company which is like, I don't know, 100 years old or some, some SMEs or, or so. I, I guess I would, be, I would be horrible in this. And mm -hmm. I think this is what, what really came clear to me during um, 2019, when I took a year off between Outfittery and Planetly, um, I need to build. And I very much believe in doing what you're best at and doing what your strengths are. So working on your strengths rather than on your weaknesses. We all do have weaknesses for sure, but I rather want to spend my lifetime doing what I'm really good at and not working on what I'm not good at. Among the people you've worked with, um, who do you admire and why? Admire people who manage really well the transition between being heads down and then at the same time seeing the big picture. And I think this is one of the harder things to do for, for us founders being operatively involved on the one hand side and really heads down, fully focused on your own business um, and not losing sight of, of, the, of, the, of the big picture, how the market is developing. Um, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so I think this is a great um, managing um, skill um, to, to have that and to manage this transition well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you if you're aware we are doing a study. It's startup anatomy, yeah, and we are really we really try to find those strengths, yeah, for founders and mm -hmm. and here it's um, the reflection uh, style in thinking, yeah. So it's mm -hmm. this part you need, yeah, to be action oriented and and reflection oriented mm -hmm. and flexible in this way I, i have to show it to you yeah another yeah. time yeah yeah because we know that we we have 
three items we need at the beginning for the builders. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, that's always the point. We need the right person to the to the right in in the right um, uh, uh, time. Yeah, or in yeah. The, the right uh, cycle of the startup. It's it's a question for for all of us. But how do you manage your work life balance? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't have found it planetly without my husband, um, who is completely holding my back currently at home. So he is now at the playground uh, with the kids. Um, so we are still in lockdown times, right? <laughs> Everyone knows that this is really a challenge. Um, and um, I think for us as a family, um, what was always very important to have really clear responsibilities. So if the kids are sick, who stays at home? We are very, very clear about that. Currently, it's him, right? And I can I can completely focus on on building up Planetly, and um, uh, yeah. So that is that is our setup. So I um I, I'm building up the company, and he's supporting me at home currently. Um, of course, I, I want to see my kids as well. So I'm I'm trying to really have like two hours between six and eight, completely focused on the kids. No mobile, no no laptop, nothing. And as well in my mind, trying to be really there with them and not in the office anymore or not in some investors calls anymore or whatever. And, and I, I noticed as well, so now with my, while I was building out Fittery, I didn't have kids. Now with Planetly, I do have kids. And I noticed as well how good it is um, to get the priorities straight and to as well get some kind of time off that I spend with my kids. So overall, I'm clear the mind. No, it's, it's something yeah. I think, yeah, because I, I don't know. I have four kids yeah, and I, I built my first company with three small kids and yeah. I, I thought it was the same if I'm with them I'm not able to think about investors yeah yeah, so, yeah. yeah it's really clearing up the mind and yeah, yeah. so in, in a certain way they force you to reflect they force you to yeah. recover as well your, your, your brain because like if we are honest with each other right so I'm not productive anymore if I'm sitting like 12 hours in front of the screen and not moving so no one is probably <laughs> so um, so I, I, I experienced this as being a much more healthy balance uh, since I have kids um, to be honest but yeah I wouldn't know what to do without my husband you spoke about the co coaching and the co-founder and the culture between um, uh, the both of you. So what would you say are the core values for Planetly? We call us a for-purpose-for-profit company. And what we mean by that is um, that we see us combining a real purpose, um, which is helping companies to transition to a more sustainable economy, And being for profit at the same time, as we believe it is an ingredient of scale. Um, and I think this is one of the challenges that we're facing in building up our culture and our values. And I do believe that basically um, we need much more companies and startups which are combining a very, very strong purpose with a good business model at the same time. And for us, and translated into our values, that means we do have a performance culture in our company. So it is about execution. It is not just about talking about how nice the world could be and, and, and whatever. So um, we, we do have a performance culture, for sure. 
And on the other hand, we are very purpose-driven and we want to have impact. Mm -hmm. And for us, in the end, impact is kind of the equation of purpose and scale. So you could have the best purpose in the world. If you are not able to scale it, you will not have impact. And at the same time, if you have a huge scale but no purpose, you won't have impact as well. So yeah. it's these two kind of worlds that need to come together and that is as well what is reflected in our culture. So we do have a lot of people who work in the consultancies, McKinsey, BCG, and, and so on and so forth. So who worked in this very performance-oriented um, mm -hmm. world before, but we're always kind of missing a piece there, missing a certain purpose there. And um, we're like super happy to, to actually find us as we are combining both worlds with each other. And mm -hmm. in a nutshell, this is one of the most exciting things about Planetly, I'm absolutely amazed every day about the quality of talent that we're attracting. I wouldn't have thought of that um, in, in, in that way. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is what our data say too. Yeah. The purpose-driven or purpose orientation is much higher in, in the in the start, startup uh, area or ecosystem than in the, in the uh, control group we had. Yeah. So you are... Yeah. You're at the right sweet spot, so to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did you select your first employees? Yeah, that's always a tough one. Yeah, because they are yeah, like family from the beginning, and yeah. So how how did you choose? Yeah, as as Benedict and I both had had companies before in Berlin, we yeah. were quite well connected. Um, good network, and we basically um, until today we love hiring via network. Um, Because yeah, of course you then like it's kind of a natural filter when it comes to yeah. comes to culture and as well quality of the people, um, and this was as well how we hired the first employees, knowing that the first employees are setting the tone. Yes, so, and this is exactly what you said in the beginning, right? So the first employees are setting the tone for the culture and are setting the tone for everything that's about to come. So. And they um, should they you should select them very carefully, and this is what yeah. we did as well. So we really combined on the one hand, saying people from 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 the consultancy, from the non non sustainable world, however you want to call yeah. it, mm -hmm. with then having like people who have a real expertise in carbon accounting. So, for example, our head of carbon intelligence, he was. Um, calculating uh, the whole value chain of Volkswagen um, okay, wow. footprint, um, before he joined us. Um, so, um, yeah, and this is very important, of course, that we have the real, like, expert and as well as scientific um, base um, in the team as well. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know, yeah, it's, it's always hard to say, but which kind of traits are the most important ones for startups? Yeah, we spoke a little bit, is there a difference, but... I think we agree it is a difference. There is a difference at the beginning, yeah, for for really building up something. What would you say are the most important things here? I do and to be honest, I don't don't think that there is just one or two important traits only, because that would be too easy. And in the end, having a diverse skill set on the management team or on the early team is very very important so um like saying that it probably comes down to one of the most important traits is to be open for 
different styles of working, different personalities, having not just, don't, don't just choose the same people as you are. Like, don't just choose the extroverts. Mm -hmm. Don't just choose the people with the same background, but really combining, um, having a diverse team in terms of yeah, gender, but as well in, in terms of background and what they, what they've learned, where they've worked before. This is one of the most important factors for me. Yeah, Iman, I would absolutely agree that diversity and the different backgrounds, but isn't it that we are looking at the beginning for, I would say, the doers, so to say, yeah, who are finding their work on their own, who are, who are, who are fine with uh, not getting um, or, or getting shit done, so to say? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What would you say is the most important thing for a good leader? <laughs> the, yeah. I guess it's hiring the right people and get out of the way. Um, <laughs> I heard that once and I very much can relate to. And is there um, any kind of advice you would give our founders to become successful? Yeah, Is there something you, you, you could share? They've already done the most important step and that is just like set out to try, just try it out. And um, I found a company. I, in, in my opinion, everyone below 30 should found their first company. So, and it will probably not, not be the last one. And maybe you're not even successful with the first one, maybe with the second one, maybe on the third one. So not like keep trying and um, not, yeah, be, be resilient. Um, um, in that, I think this is the most important uh, factor of success. Um, do you have an HR um, in-house consultant from the beginning, so to say? Yeah, or are yeah. you working with external partners? Is this what? What would you say here? Yeah. So I, I do, I do think HR um, should be a founder's task um, for quite a long time, um, and that's how we set it up as well. So it's me and Benedict who both did HR. We had then at some point someone coordinating for us and, and, and helping us out. Um, but but and I I think it would be it would be wrong to hire kind of a head of HR um, too early. And we still until today we don't have a head of HR. We have a we have an HR lead. We have we have a team there supporting us. But in the end, responsible for who we get into the company. That's that's me and Benedict. And yeah. as well, the management team. You have quite some openings uh, at your at your job page. Oh, which kind of professionals are you looking right now for? Yeah, we, we do have definitely some open tech positions. So backend developer and as well data engineers. Um, and then the second um, position that we do have currently open is a sales development representative. So someone I'm working in sales, um, but is very like technical and smart at the same time and innovative and creative for finding always like new sources for our sales team. Um, and the last um, thing would be to complete some sentences for us. The tool that makes your life easier. That's definitely a, 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 a Calendly. It's, a, it's a calendar scheduling uh, tool. I just love it. Use it for many years now. Yeah. 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 The superpower you wish you had is? 
no needing any sleep anymore. So I could read the whole night while other people are asleep. <laughs> If money wasn't an issue, you would. I would do exactly the same, what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. This is what I expected from you. <laughs> your business is your... It's my... Um, it's it's driving me um, and it's exciting and um, so it's yeah um, it's my driver okay so thank you so much <laughs> yeah